and welcome to episode three of the Retro Anime Podcast. Your host, Ian Harper, and your co-host, Lewis Apps. Say hi, Lewis. Hi there. Welcome to episode three. How you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. We've got quite a quite the obscure collection this time around, haven't we? We certainly have the most obscure stuff. So, our tagline is the classic, the obscure yeah. and the forgotten, and we've got a couple of OVAs from the 80s that firmly fit into the obscure and the forgotten. Goddamn and Salamander, probably a couple of things people never heard of. So I discovered these about five or six years ago. I saw a link to someone had this list, greatest 80s OVAs. And there was about 20 things on there, a load of stuff I hadn't heard of. Um, there was quite a bit on there that I hadn't heard of, I was quite surprised, and two of them were these, so I dug them out. Um, and watch them, and um, yeah, it's. Um, I think they fit quite well with the the kind of thing we're trying to uh, trying to re- sort of cover in this podcast. So both of these, uh, interestingly, back back in the day, released on VHS and Laserdisc, um, as most things were, but never then had a DVD release or a Blu-ray or anything in Japan, and they never saw the West either. So two products. Uh, well, of very much of the um, 80s bubble economy when loads and loads of sort of anime just got made for the sake of it. So we'll we'll delve into those in just a minute. The other thing I just want to cover before we get going, um, a few people have said stuff about spoilers. We did delve quite a bit into spoilers in, in episode two, so um, I want to give this warning now that we will delve a little bit into spoilers, but we won't cover stuff that will spoil a first-time viewing for anybody. Okay, Lewis, you got that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my my bad. I, I, I kind of go quite in depth on certain yeah, things. Like, so, yeah, so um, we 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 were both good at that in especially um, covering grey. Um, so uh, oh yeah, yeah we'll. Uh, I was quite passionate about grey though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's quite a. So I had some interesting discussion about grey, um, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's held up as this classic, but um, cult cult classic, but it doesn't. I don't think it really deserves the deserves a status so mm, mm. okay well without further ado our first review is goddamn so goddamn <laughs> <laughs> oh goddamn okay. so goddamn is a two episode ova released in 1990 and it adapts a manga first released in 1989 by Kotaro shintai and the anime was produced by studio signal um it was directed by noboru furuse um, who was mainly a key animator, animation director, um, on a lot of stuff. Uh, didn't really direct anything else other than uh, one episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Jojo. Jojo. and the Aim for the Top 2 anime, which, um, if those of you know, is a very, very long-running, highly regarded uh, tennis anime. So, um, yeah, Jojo, you, yeah, it's a fight, based on a fighting game, I think, isn't it? Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is fantastic. Oh, I've never seen any of it. The original, the original series is brilliant. Uh, there's, there's a more modern one that's being released um, mm. at the moment. I haven't seen too much, but the original series is fantastic. Cool. Uh, well, maybe that's something to uh, catch uh, later on, further down the line. Anyway, so what's Goddamn about? Goddamn is about a rally driver named Gen who uh, is seriously prone to crashing. Um, then he gets an offer from some the European branch of a big uh, Japanese corporation called Seiyu and uh, to drive for their rally team on the uh, Kenyan Rally, which is part of the World Rally Championship. 
um, and actually what this is is part of uh, sort of shady executive um, dealings to um, for Seiyu to do um, another a deal with another big Jap- uh, corporation in Europe. So, uh, Lewis, take it away. What were your thoughts? Um, I was very confused throughout, really, with, uh-huh. with the character progression. Like I get, I got it. I understood our main protagonist's role, uh, you know, just sort of like a hardy, can't really take orders, very set in his own ways of doing things, and 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 has to have everyone play by his rules, yeah. sort of thing. Um, then it's like this whole like backstory that sort of like hops and skips and jumps between locations doesn't really help much for the a viewer to sort of understand what's going on and where. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes a few strange jumps throughout the narrative, like back and forth. And I've felt that there's a lot of reused um, frames and everything else just to pad certain scenes out um, and like some panning as well that made made it that uh, they could extend the length of, of something but still use the same frames. It saved money. It, it makes sense, obviously, from an animation perspective. But um, there's a lot of... One thing I did really like is the the way... The car racing it was animated, and, and the way you know rainfall go across the windscreen, yeah, yeah. Uh, windscreen wipers, everything was uh, about the cars really. Uh, yeah, and, and I have to say that the the one the if we start with the plus points of Goddamn, um, I would have to say it is proper sort of World Rally Championship porn for car otaku. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it is very well animated. You know, the car sequences are really good. Really good action sequences. You know the cars are well animated, um, it, and like you say, it is all very much about the cars, which makes the rest of it um, kind of a bit yeah. odd. So it's two thirty-minute episodes, so it's got an hour's running time. And if you compare that to what we were saying about um, Gum in the last episode, how much that fitted into an hour, you know, yeah. it had a really well-developed characters and stories. Uh, plot and everything you know and was a really yeah. good self-contained story within 60 minutes of screen time but you know this has mm. 60 minutes of screen time and i don't know just kind of don't know what happened in that hour's no, screen it's, time it's i think i think because they want to like jump between and they didn't really commit see, see gun knew what it wanted to tell yeah uh as part of the story and yeah. was happy throwing That's a few really things to the point. wind yeah. on 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 that front but I don't know. It feels like they jumped a little bit between, you know, going okay, the gun, uh, sorry, the, uh, the the rally championships are forefront feature. Here's the action sequences. This is what people are sticking around for. But uh, we kind of need to dance around like this this uh, backstory and what's going on in the background. Yeah. But it, it, it feels like too much of an afterthought. Yeah. Where they wanted to put more time into de- developing this backstory at the suffrage of uh, of the actual action sequences and character progression and yeah. everything else like that because it, it feels it, it doesn't really amount to anything no it, it, it is inconsequential to the to the action sequences that take should quite rightfully so take the forefront of the anime i completely agree it feels like you know the the writer was you know i'd be interested to see how much of the corporate stuff or how long the manga was because it kind of felt like the director was like right i want to do all this really cool rally car stuff but that'll only feel you know, 25 minutes of screen time. I can't just have an hour of, you know, rally cars because that'll get boring. I've got, to, I've got to build a story around it. And then they, they kind of dreamt up this corporate executive takeover, mm. which could in its in itself be like a really interesting, 
sort of the the, the business and and politics and sort of the behind the scenes of the the racing scene is like using the car as a front yeah and the, the rally champion as a front to to progress international business uh interests um that in itself is a is an interesting sort of log line for the anime yeah but it does nothing with it really it does it does like sort of have those um power business meetings where the women are sort of like sat in the other room talking about the power business meeting with all the gentlemen and elderly folks yeah and and they play um an inconsequential role to like the the women's role in that sort of thing is to to add exposition or dialogue to what's going on in that boardroom um and and nothing else so and it's a really typical sort of 80s view of corporate business yeah. isn't it it's all power suits yeah. and haircuts and you know the girls have got glasses and shoulder pads and sort of trendy yeah. short hair and stuff you know it's a really yeah, pastel dresses yeah and, yeah you know and all the backstabbing you know the big board meeting and you know yeah all the power the games and everything it's, yeah you know if you watch die hard you know and the sort of um the bit with you know the the you know the power games between all the execs and the salesmen and stuff it's mm-hmm. you know, it has that that was very much a thing of the 80s um that that you know and it and it is definitely it definitely encompasses or has that stereotype of 80s big corporate business you know so uh, yeah um but yeah like i say i think it's very much a product of its time it was like you know 80s bubble um, was hadn't quite popped in 1990 mm. um, for the anime business. The economy was just on its last legs. You know, probably got a green lit somewhere in 88, early 89 or something. So, mm. um, yeah, I think very much a product of its time when there was just loads and loads of these kind of one, two, episode three, episode OVAs that were just being constantly churned out. Yeah. Um, I say. Apart from some rally bits and some corporate skullduggery, not a lot really happens in it. No, no. I mean, the most interesting parts is that all the characters... I mean, all the characters are geared around to clash with uh, the main protagonist. Yeah. Um, and, of but course, yeah. they were because his personality type is just, like, yeah. straight clash uh, against everyone else's ideals. So that is... Uh, I feel like a rather cheap way of achieving some sort of character progression because he doesn't really learn too much from them. No. Um, and they have no real impact. Even the girl that he meets that he's, um, has that sort of race uh, scene, it immediately takes away any sort of female empowerment. Um, yeah. Sort of makes her an after character straight afterwards uh, where you feel like it should make sense for her to be um, his sidekick in that sense. Yeah. But yeah, it sort of darts around it. Yeah, it's got that typical sort of misogyny again, hasn't it? That's yeah. very evident. It's a product yeah. of its time sort of thing. Because yeah. it's mm. also, I mean, you know, again, as a product, saying it's a product of its time, it really has that sort of late 80s anime look, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, yeah. it yeah. screams anime. Mm. You know, if you if you were to put up something that says, what does anime look like? If you put up some of the, the screenshots of Goddamn, it would... Um, you know, that would be it. You know, that would be the perfect uh, mm. representation of, of what anime looks like, you know, and what most yeah. people... I'd say that's even probably true more so to Salamander. Yeah, um, I was going to say, Salamander as well, when we got onto that, I think very much mm. has, an, has an anime look. Yeah. Because um, the title's really odd as well, because I could, you know, it's an odd title for a rally goddamn, and I think it's only called goddamn because Gen says it a few times in the first yeah, episode. Yeah. Yeah, he's, Other than he's, that, he's, there's 
That's... I think it's four times, yeah. And he says it, and you know, but he doesn't say it at all in the second episode. Um, mm. That's the only thing I can work out why it's called. You know, it's like, what are we going to call this? <laughs> you know. Oh, I don't know. It's uh, it was something. It was something to watch. I did yeah. enjoy the uh, the action sequences, and yeah, and... I did as well. I think some of the car bits are very, very good. Yeah, and they're um, well animated and, and quite beautiful to watch. Yeah, I quite like the uh, bit where he's um where his new team manager gives him the two hundred five T sixteen and he has to go blasting up the the hill track mm, uh, around yeah. the mountainside in it. I think that's I think that's a really good sequence. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like great switches between sort of um, third third person sort of standby, uh, I guess yeah. fan view from the side of the road watching the car go around to uh, action shot inside the car and mm. watching him change gears and like switching the clutch. It's it's very enthralling to watch that sort of. You feel like you, you're getting a sense of the rally from it. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, the animators I think were definitely car, car otaki. Yeah. Because they put loads of effort into making the car sequences and all the action, like exactly as you say, the gear changes and the power slides and everything looking right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and for that I think it's it's very very good. Um, mm. But it's one of those things, you know. Again, not to have got a, you know, any further release than the original releases it got on DVD, um, on Laserdisc and VHS. You can kind of understand why, can't you? It's probably, you know, the master tapes are probably sat in some cupboard somewhere where they've been for the last thirty years or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, so it's it's good. It's good. You know, there is a fan sub out there of it. Um, if you want to find it, and it's the only way you'll find it. Um, mm. What about rating then, Lewis? What would you? How would you rate Goddamn? Um, from a story lover and sort of comprehensive character progression uh, kind of anime lover, I would give it a five out of ten. Yeah, that's so exactly what I'd give maybe, it. I maybe think maybe a four um, on that front. But from if you're a kind of person who would sit down and watch Goddamn for the sound design. Because let's face it, the action sequences and, and the sound design for the cars is brilliant. If if a little you know faded and dated, it still sounds guttural. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and the action sequences and the animation for the race sequences alone, if you're if you're into that sort of sound design and and and, and animation in that sense, then and you're not too worried about the substance, I'd give it a six out of ten. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so, I think it's a solid five. I think it's it's quite yeah. average. Overall, I mean, I you know, I'm a I'm a big car fan, and the yeah, sequences are. are very good in it and stuff. But you know, if you take that aside and as an hour's worth of entertainment, you know, let's say it's not much substance there. If you want to watch some, you know, you could cut you could cut the corporate bit out and just watch 25 minutes of the cars. Really, you can, you, you really know, can, um, and, it, it and that would be no it. And that's all there. And that's all there is to it. So on, yeah. the, on that bet, I, th- I think it's a solid five. I think it's not terrible. By any stretch of the imagination, it's well animated. Like you say, the sound design's good. Yeah. The effort's there. It's, it's quite watchable as a one-off. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're not into cars or anything, you'll watch it once and you'll never watch it again. So, on, yeah. you know, on that, on that, in that respect, I think it's a five. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Cool, right, now, so, let's swiftly move on to Salamander. So, Salamander is a three-part OVA based on the sideways scroll and shoot 'em up series. Uh, 
of Gradius, which was released um, in uh, the anime series, was released in 1987. So Gradius is um, a very long-running um, shoot 'em up series that spawned several sequels. And Salamander was actually a spin-off of the original Gradius. Um, and the OVA adapts uh, Salamander, Gradius, and Gradius 2. So each episode is effectively based on one one of the uh, shoot 'em ups. Um, Directed by Hisayuki Toriyumi, um, quite a prolific director, uh, quite a lot to his name. Um, directed the original Gatchaman and its sequels, uh, also did Area 88, so quite a big name. So obviously a little spin-off project in the late 80s for him. Um, so what's it about? So I've taken this directly from AN uh, Anime News Network's synopsis because actually they've summarised it quite well. So reading this um, verbatim, uh, so all credit to Anime News Network for this. The planet Lattice is under attack by the space dragon Salamander, its war planet, and the bacterian horde which is destroying everything in its sight. Lattice's defences are ineffective and its people are losing all hope. Three heroes from the planet Gradius join Lord British in defence of his beloved planet Lattice. Then in a prequel, a girl from the distant planet brings an ominous warning to the planet Gradius concerning the bacterium which the three heroes must investigate. The third episode jumps to the future. After signing a peace treaty, one of our heroes is captured by the Bacterians, the military of Gradius, and the remaining heroes must save the prisoner from a fate worse than death. So, this... I was interested in this, because sideways scroll, vertical scroll and shoot em ups are my favourite type of video game. I can play yeah. them yeah. all day long. The Don Patchy series, Dangun Feveron, R-Type... Um, when I had the Mega on the Mega Drive back in the late 80s and early 90s, the Thunder Force series, Arrow Flash, Robo Alesta, Musha Alesta, all games that I played over and over and over again. So mm. this was interesting to me from from the perspective of how you animate a scrolling shoot 'em up. Yeah. Um, so Lewis, again, your thoughts? I really liked it. I actually really liked it. Um, really? Yeah. Um, not in this general order. Uh, I, I watched it through all three episodes and then thought, hmm, what if I watch it again but with episode two first? Um, and episode two up to my rating, uh, watching episode two first, then episode one, then episode three, yeah. up to my rating um, of it in general because of progression it makes more sense um and i think it did a fantastic job uh, it, it fights against a few tropes of its time and and uh it actually has some really cool sort of epic animation i'm also a fan of dragons so that helps <laughs> um and the, the intro sequence is is completely really cool yeah uh, i agree with that yeah and it's just it's just it just feels fluid and and, and it makes sense um, and I, I really enjoyed the the action um, and the missteps of the characters. Yeah, I, I think it does a good job of actually adapting, putting a story behind, you know, because in the shoot 'em ups there is a bit of a story. You, you know, it has it has the basic sort of eight bit cutscenes and everything, you know, mm. with a bit of dialogue with the stories. And I think I think it puts a bit more meat around that and actually mm. actually creates a story. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it does quite quite a good job. And actually, I mean, I I've watched this several times, but in the order, 
Um, but now you say, uh, actually, if you watch episode two, then one, then three, um, yeah. I can actually it, it, see it, that making more sense, actually. That could probably yeah. work better. It provides so much more context. Yeah. Um, and it, it, because it introduces, it introduces the, like, episode two was the most interesting um, from progression perspective. Um, and because it's meant to be the prequel, yeah, it's it's it feels like it, it. It, I would definitely, I'd watch it in its in its matched order first because you, you'd need to sort of. The uh, the reason why I'd suggest like watching two before one in this scenario is just because a lot of the story elements that they've sort of taken on and tried to flesh out um, are fairly obvious anyway. Uh, for example, um, when is this Barry? It's not Barry, is it? It's um. The guy with the blue hair. Oh, um, yeah. Can't remember his character's name now. Yeah, I know you mean. Dan. Yeah, and there's um, yeah. So yeah, that that, that guy. It, watching that one first and having sat in the uh, in the ruins, you know exactly yeah. why he's there from the get go. You're like, okay, this all yeah, all right, I understand. Um, and it, and that doesn't really. It's not. It doesn't add to the story in that sense because if you watch the second one first, you get so much more about why this is all happening. Um, yeah, see, because I, th- I thought the second episode was the weakest episode, and I think mm. after the first episode has loads of good action and shoot 'em up, you know, um, stuff in it. Then, you know, the third one has quite a lot of talking and not a lot of action. Yeah. And I think in that order, it kind of, you know, you've had this great action, um, you know, episode. Yeah, and then you get all this talking and not a lot happening, and then it goes back in, which to me makes the second one the the weakest episode, just because it. Um, yeah, I'm it, not it saying, sets it up, yeah. Because it kind of sets up a load of stuff that you need for the first. So. Uh, yeah. It was a it was it was a strange one because I kind of just didn't like it the first time around. I was kind of like, ah, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Um, and then, you know, the second episode introduced that um, antagonist, which was just like, could have seen that a mile off. Um, but because because it's so action-packed in episode one and episode three, well, towards the end of episode three, there's some really cool stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I quite enjoyed its, its progression in that way. Yeah. Because it, it did everything right by a storytelling perspective by like you know 25 minutes in you understand these three heroes motives their struggles their positions and you introduce sort of like something they have to overcome um the female i think the strongest character is is the is the girl yeah uh, and which, which is refreshing. quite unusual it's quite refreshing especially for night you know for 1987 you know we're just talking about the misogyny in goddamn you know yeah um, to see to see a complete lack of it and a strong female character in a in a 80s anime is um mm-hmm. ova is it like i say is really refreshing yeah and it doesn't it doesn't follow the you know like a, a, the you know the prince rescues the princess sort of yeah. thing it, it, it she does a lot for the for the group and ends up sort of you know taking that uh, primary role over prince british mm. yeah absolutely um, and and saves uh the day as a such with the team of heroes and yeah. and that that I, I really enjoyed watching those three sort of continue together on um in episode two first then episode one because it, it just it just made it exponentially better i yeah. encourage you to do the I, same thing really yeah I, I i agree i think i think she was the um 
she was definitely the the best character. Um, you know, and talking of the characters, they're you know they're what quite they're quite tropey. Mm. You know, um, they've all got tragic backstories. You know, certain yeah. things happen to them, which, as you say, you can see coming a mile off. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we won't, you know, we won't go and spoil those things. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's not terribly original in in places. Um, mm. But having said that, it's it's a good old action romp. You know, it's if you like. Um, sci-fi and ship you know spacecraft and space battles and and everything um and because they've actually based you know the actual um battle sequences around the levels in the in the the games Mm. um because i went back after watching it i I went up and looked some of the videos up on youtube Mm. um of it you know and it's um you know it's absolutely really um spot on you know some of the bosses you see um, and I think at the end of episode three, yeah, it was at the episode end of episode three. It, you know, it shows you some of the actual game footage, and you can see directly where they take, you know, how that has um, trans, you know, transferred to the anime, and they've adapted the game completely in its looks. Um, and, and that was really good. And the music, you know, it's got that. Yeah, the music's great. Really good because you know the, the music in Gradius and, and those games was really good, and they've just pumped it up you know and mm. things so that was really good the action sequences were really good um, the space mm. battles and you know the waves of any uh, bacterium ships um that they plow through and stuff um mm. was really really good the feet and the dragons and and everything yeah i you know from a from an action point of view I, I really enjoyed it i mean i think this was the i think i've seen it three times now um and i think each time i found it is just a you know a solid you know, solid action anime really it's mm. um you can tell the budget got upped a little bit towards the end mm. like the third episode because like um when they have the the huge sort of shots of the city and everything else there's nobody there's no civilians and everything yeah. else like that so the uh they didn't have you know obviously the time or money to be putting into having all these civilians running from disasters or something yeah, like this happen yeah. to the, the planet so it just it it, it nods towards uh, focusing around the main characters, which is great from a um, uh, progression perspective, because it, it's really inconsequential to the story. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's merely flavour, so uh, I'll, I'll, I won't deduct points for it because it, it, you still get a sense of the the, the pressure and destruction um, that they face against the bacterium. Yeah, I agree. It's um, yeah, the, the animation does up a little bit in that third episode. Um, mm. It's like they got. Um, the team got into the swing a bit, maybe a bit more money or something of of the yeah. success of the first two episodes or something. Um, yeah, because episode so, three was very colourful. Yeah, was very yeah. colourful. Yeah, um, a little bit in contrast to the first. Uh, um, the first and two. you can certainly see, if you you know in the sequel, like the launch sequences and stuff, you can you can certainly mm. see a few more cells in there. There's a bit more fluidity to it as well so um i mean not to mm. say that the first two episodes are bad looking episodes i mean they look no, perfectly no, no. fine but yeah. the third one you can see just see that slight increase in in the in the uh, animation quality mm. but you know yeah. lord british you know i mean he's kind of you know he's his kind of typical stupid you know yeah bravado, like naive like lord naive Prince, leader you know uh, yeah he has a he, he makes a, a few progressive turn points um 
and sort of like you know revoke that that sort of revoking of his prince status yeah. to sort of take on the reins as part of these uh to sort of ma- feels like he has something to prove to these heroes that have yeah. come uh, come from another planet to save his yeah. um and you know one of them's got his own motives for it um and he's kind of probably the weakest out of all three yeah, characters yeah i agree i think he's probably the weakest the three mm. the three main characters um three gradius heroes, heroes are uh, yeah. definitely the the main point and yeah they are the best characters in it um mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so much so that you kind of just don't you don't feel he's endearing and in, in his you know for the first ten fifteen minutes of the third episode yeah um uh which is you know his his sort of longing for the female uh, strong female character yeah um but it, it does not follow a, a a standard sort of trope so it makes uh, it makes sense to have that there and I do I did enjoy it quite a bit actually in 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 that sense yeah I agree I think that the way that that bit plays out um and that that could have gone the way you expected it to and it didn't as yeah. well so um that was quite pleasing to see um yeah so i i agree i think you know like I say it's full of tropes you know it's quite stereotypical and as we said during the goddamn review you know it does again look very anime i think all yeah, the characters you know especially the, dan like yeah yeah dan's the, like probably like cool yeah, uh, I don't really like care. I'm kind of like the level-headed sort of, you know, yeah. the, the natural leader type. Um, uh, he's he's very like the epitome of you know anime cool of, yeah. the, of the time with his um, hairstyle as well. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The hairstyles, Lord British, I think you know his oh his yeah very, look and the yeah. hair again. It's a very 80s anime look. Um, yeah. The shading in it, it's very 80s mm. sci-fi anime look. Um, so yeah, another another real poster for um for what how you describe 80s anime, I think, mm, in terms yeah. of look, definitely. Um, the ship designs and and everything, you know, everything off those, you know, the designs you saw off scrolling shoot 'em ups. Um, yeah, very much. Um, yeah, again, very much another product of its time, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, scrolling shoot 'em ups were absolutely massive. The arcades were full of them um i mean i've got um main emulators of i've got 150 or so of the um vertical and sideways scrolling shoot 'em up so most of them were released you know sort of mid you know 85 through to sort of 95 ish mm. um you know actually I mean, a lot of them are being re-released onto the nintendo switch and i have picked a few of them up oh really um yeah yeah i did see yeah. a few a few sort of japan only ones got re-released on um on the playstation store as uh, mm. um as well because i can remember when when i got the wii i got um things like musha lester um yeah. which i had on import on my mega drive um mm back in like 91 or 92 and say the thunder force games which i absolutely adored especially thunder force 4 um mm. you know and i had various shoot 'em ups on the on my mega cd as well most of those were import games as well um you know it was a very they were very very popular and you know it didn't surprise me that someone produced an anime based on them as well mm. so and 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 they did i think they did a pretty good job of it as well yeah i i did honestly you you wouldn't know it was based on a sideways scoring no, shooter. No, actually, I think it. I agree. I think if you if you just showed that and said to someone who knew nothing about scrolling shooters, 
um, and you and you didn't tell them it was based on you know a, a series like Gradius. Um, yeah, you you could just watch it as an an action sci-fi action anime and mm. enjoy it. You don't need to know about the games at all, you know. And I imagine so post people if they watched it and then saw the the uh, game footage at the end, they'd go, "Oh, is it based on the game?" You know. Mm. So uh, unreal. I'll play that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So uh, so what, how how would you rate it, Lewis? Um, if you were to watch episode two first, then episode one, then episode three, I would give it a seven or an eight out of ten. Yeah, so I was leaning probably I a seven. Yeah, a seven. I, th- I think it's actually yeah, I think it's worth a seven. I think it's a, I think it's even in its watching it in the correct order. I think it's yes, episode two is a bit weak, but I think it's solid enough and has enough of a continuous and again it's got no plot holes or anything in it you know it's got no, a reasonably well developed yeah. story um well reasonably well developed characters plenty of good action um which doesn't mm-hmm. get boring because i think the runtime's about 50 minutes an episode 55 minutes an episode yeah so, it's a long long time you yeah. know so over you know two and three quarter hours or so of running time i don't think it gets boring i sat and watched most of this in Watching it for this uh, review, I watched most of it in one go, and yeah, you know, I could mm. quite easily watch it as a, you know, two and three quarter hour film, really. You know, so yeah. um, it's it's plenty interesting enough. Um, Indeed, yeah. So uh, yeah, I agree. Solid seven out of ten. So yeah, solid um, seven out of ten. Uh, and if you if you feel like watching it in the original order, go for it. Um, I, I'm not I'm not your boss. You can you can do what you like. <laughs> Uh, but I would suggest two first. Yeah, that's my that's my two cents. But again, you know, I can kind of understand why it's never got a release. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. In, you know, doing the. It's anime, niche enough, like. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's probably got this masters sat in some warehouse somewhere, <laughs> gathering dust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with all the stuff that got brought over in the anime bubble during the early two thousands. You know, I mean, I'm. I can kind of surprised that it didn't get picked up, but seeing as it never got a DVD release in Japan, it's it's one of those truly forgotten, you know, yeah. titles. I think um, possibly, you know, a, and it's a, it's, a, it's a real shame. I think mm. I, th- I think that's one that actually would have warranted. Goddamn, I could probably say, yeah, I could I could understand why that's completely forgotten and and it would just sit there and live in obscurity. Um, yeah. Ad for Nintendo, you know, apart Down from the few the dark laser discs. depths of retro uh, <laughs> anime. But but Salamander, you know, I I think you know, especially during that anime boom, um, when it really picked up and the Western market really really got into anime um, during the you know sort of two thousand two three four um, time. I'm you know I, I'm quite surprised it never got a DVD release and then got picked up over here because I actually that I think could have done quite well. I think that could have been a, a good niche. Um, seller, given all the other type of stuff, um, especially sci-fi stuff mm. um, and mecha, because I mean, um, you know, there was some, you know, aerial um, like Garriga and they were eleven, all that stuff that CPM was releasing um, in the early two thousands. That's the type of thing I'd have expected to have got picked up as well. So um, that yeah. one, Salamander, I think, is maybe a bit of a shame that it didn't didn't get a further release. Yeah, I mean, it's super cool, really cool yeah. intro sequence. Yeah. Really cool, you know, credit sequence. Um, and it's just a, it's just an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good ride. Like there's cool effects, cool sounds. Yeah, 
and I, I, I quite enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I think good, good, solid seven out of ten, which uh, which I would say is a recommendation to uh, to yeah. go and check it out. Okay. Yeah. So that uh, brings us to the end of the reviews. So we've actually, uh, you know, got the second episode out not too long after the this third one after the second one. So hopefully we are yeah. now back on this uh, sort of more regular recording schedule. So. Next month, we're going to go and look at um, two Mamoru Ushi films. So, um, especially in light of Ghost in the Shell coming out of the cinemas a few weeks ago, um, I think it's worth us going and having a look at the original Ghost in the Shell movie. Beautiful film. So, we will be doing that, which I'm, again, any excuse to go and watch that is uh, a good excuse, really. Um, and to round that out, we'll be looking at Oshi's 80 psychedelia film, Angel's Egg, which, um, again, that really fits into the uh, kind of the obscure realm as well. So we've got the classic and the obscure next time. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'll be quite interested to have a discussion and review about that, especially Angel's Egg. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really, really interested to uh, see what you think about that. Okay. okay, and then before we go, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Craig. He has a website called Anime Heads Retro World. Uh, you can find it at animeheadsretroworld.wordpress.com. Um, he's Craig. He's, he's he's into similar sort of anime as this. He's he's writing um, some very interesting articles about um, you know old anime and old video games based on anime. I'm currently writing a series of articles about the Kassan, um series, um, so please do go and check it out. You can find him on Twitter at Anime Heads Retro World. Um, and please do check our uh, Twitter feed out at Retro Anime um, and check the website out at RetroAnimePodcast.com and feel free to email me at Ian at RetroAnimePodcast.com. So anything else you want to add, Lewis? Um, no, just tune in next week because we're going to start fam, fangirling over Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> Absolutely. Proper fangirling over Ghost in the yeah. Shell, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Take care, Lewis. Until next time. Uh, see you soon, everyone. Bye. Bye.